Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast, but if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time, your finances, and your personal relationships, to help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on, and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of. Because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We are digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know the drill. If you're new here, just a heads up. You might hear some language in some of these episodes, and if you have small kids around and that bothers you, now's the time. Grab your headphones. Real quick, I want to let you know that my brand new 30-day purpose journal is now available. This journal was written to help you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And this journal is for anyone who is looking to start a simple journaling practice that's also very effective and purposeful. The morning and evening journaling prompts are designed to help you get super deep, super fast. Because I know you're busy. I know many of you are moms. I know many of you have jobs. I know many of you are aspiring entrepreneurs. And you recognize the importance of having some sort of journaling practice or morning and evening routine. And you know how important it is to set aside a little chunk of your day just for you so that you have the energy and the ability to pour into everyone around you. But you've also got a lot going on. And you have to prioritize your time and use your time wisely. So I wrote this journal to be very, very intentional while also only taking you 10 or 15 minutes at a time to work through. So check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. All right, now let's get right into today's episode. The other day, I was on a walk because the temperature was finally up in the mid-40s and it was gorgeous outside for a whole like six hours or something. Not to worry though, later that night we had freezing rain and then I woke up the next morning to my car and my driveway covered with snow. But at least for a good part of one day, the weather was nice enough to get outside for a little while. And anytime I can, I try to walk three or four miles a day outside. One of the trails where I like to walk is a combination of dirt and crushed gravel, and you feel like you're walking through the woods. There's trees surrounding most of the trail on both sides, but every once in a while you'll come to a clearing and 
you can see farmland or horses or just rolling hills off into the distance. And there's always animals, even in the winter, even when it's covered in snow, there's always rabbits and squirrels and birds. And I've seen raccoons and skunks and deer and coyotes and foxes. Foxes? What's the plural of fox? Is it foxes? I have no idea. Foxes sounds funny. But I've seen them. And there's horses. I think I might have said that one already. And several of the farms nearby have farm dogs that'll hang out around the trail. And there's a couple that'll even walk with you if you have treats in your pocket. And even farm cats. There's even one farm cat in particular I've seen a few times. And every time I see him, even he'll join me on my walk for a little while. Once I saw a giant tortoise and another time I saw a five foot long black eastern racer snake just stretched across the trail, which at first I thought was a branch or a stick that had fallen out of a tree until I got close enough to see it was actually a snake. And apparently they're not uncommon, but I'd never seen one before. So I had to Google it to figure out what it was. And then there was one time I saw a mountain lion, which definitely startled me more than anything else I've ever seen on the trail, but I didn't get eaten, so I guess it's all good. Anyway, my point is, I like walking on this trail because it's very much in nature. My other favorite trail is around one of the lakes nearby because I also very much love being near the water. There's something be, there's something about being in nature, either surrounded by trees or being near the water, that just calms the nervous system and allows you to just check in with yourself, just you and your thoughts and nature. And as you walk, you start to notice how your thoughts maybe start out a little like a to-do list. Like when I first start out on my walk, I notice my thoughts usually start with things like, I need to do this. Oh, and I can't forget to do this. Oh, and remind the kids that they need to do this. And if it's something important, I'll make a quick voice note in my phone just so I don't have to worry about trying to hold on to that thought for the rest of the walk so I don't forget it. The first little bit of my walk, I just want to empty my brain of the things I don't want to expend any energy trying to hold on to. And I want to get to a place where my mind can start to wander a little more freely. And it's usually about the halfway point of the walk as I've fallen into a rhythm in my steps and my breathing. And I'm almost in like a very light meditative state. And that's when the creative part of my mind wakes up. And I feel like really connected to the nature around me. And I feel really open and receptive to either messages or guidance from the universe or source or God or spirit or whatever you prefer to call whatever greater divine power you believe is out there. And for me, I feel like this is one of the most important practices that I can do. It's one of the most important things that I incorporate into my life whenever I am able to, because it gives me a chance to just be present with myself and nature. And it really helps me find clarity on whatever it is I need clarity on. 
which changes all the time. Like there are a lot of things I'm working on at any given time. And sometimes I get so busy doing so many things that I forget to check in with myself to even make sure I'm busy doing the right things and not just allowing myself to get busy doing just anything. So sometimes as I'm on a walk, I'll have a thought that allows me to see something I'm working on from a completely different perspective. And maybe I'll decide that something isn't as important as I thought it might be. So I'll make a conscious decision to pull back on that and invest my time more on something else. And sometimes when I'm on a walk, I'll remember something. And a lot of times things will pop into my head that seemed so insignificant when they happened, maybe a conversation with someone or something that happened to me, and I'll suddenly see it differently or I'll have a different take on it. And sometimes I'll have completely new creative ideas, something I want to write about, something I want to create, something I might want to talk about here on the podcast. So many different things can come up for me when I'm out on a walk and I just let myself get into almost that meditative state. I may spend an hour or so out walking, but I get so much more than an hour's worth of value in that time. And I'm not even touching on the physical benefits because there's a ton of physical benefits too. But we can talk about those another time. But just the simple act of slowing down, spending time in nature, allowing myself to just be alone with my own thoughts. When I'm able to do this, I find that the work I do is a lot more focused, a lot more intentional, a lot more productive. And what I create is just is just better. It feels more aligned. Since the weather in Nebraska doesn't always allow me to get outside and do this, I've noticed that on the days and the weeks and even the months when I just force myself to keep grinding, to just show up at my computer and keep working, the quality of what I'm working on starts to go downhill. I lose momentum. I lose focus. The ideas I come up with don't feel as clear or as purposeful. And I start to try and execute on those ideas and I just lose steam. And it just feels like, you know, those days when you feel like you're working and working and working and you never stop working, but you also don't feel like you're getting any traction, like you're just spinning your wheels, but you're not actually getting anywhere. That's what it feels like when I don't take the time to slow down and recenter and get grounded. That simple act of slowing down, getting reconnected with myself, that's what allows me to have more intentionality in what I do. It allows me to be more productive and to get more done in less time. And it allows me to create things from a more aligned place and to create things that feel like they have so much more value than the things I try to create when I feel like I'm just forcing it. But then something else happened the other day on my walk that forced me to look at another way I sometimes don't let myself slow down. And it's very simple, but it can also be very sneaky, which makes it easy to overlook or just write it off 
even if we do see it. So like I said earlier, this particular trail that I was walking on the other day is a trail that's, it's a combination of just dirt and also crushed gravel. And as I was walking, I noticed a couple of small rocks or pieces of gravel had gotten into one of my shoes. It was a little annoying, but it wasn't super painful or anything. So I just kept walking. And and as I would walk, the little rocks would move around in my shoe. Sometimes I'd feel them by my toes and sometimes I'd feel them by my heel. And sometimes they'd find a spot tucked on the side of the shoe where, where I couldn't feel them at all, but I knew they were there. But I didn't want to stop walking because I felt like if I stopped, I'd lose my focus. I'd lose the rhythm I was getting into. And also I'm stubborn and I'm like, I can handle a couple little rocks in my shoe. I'm not going to let a couple little rocks stop me. But as I kept walking with these little rocks in my shoe, I noticed that I started paying more attention to where these rocks were inside my shoe than anything else. And on top of that, there were a couple spots, if I stepped on them just right, where it actually kind of hurt. So I started walking a little more carefully, stepping a little more carefully and redistributing my weight differently. So it didn't hurt as much if I stepped on them a certain way. Basically, what started out as a teeny tiny little irritation that didn't really seem like a big deal, when I made the decision not to stop and handle it right then, when I first noticed it, it ended up turning into a huge distraction and it affected my focus and it actually started to physically hurt. And finally, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I forcing myself to walk with rocks in my shoe when I can just take off my shoe real quick and dump them out? So I leaned against a tree and I did just that. I took off my shoe and I dumped out the rocks and then I kept on walking. But I had really spent a good amount of time letting myself get distracted while I just let the rocks hang out in my shoe. I let it hold me back from what I wanted to do, which was enjoy a nice walk and get lost in my thoughts, because I didn't want to slow down long enough just to take care of it. And how often do we do that in life? How often do we let a little thing turn into a huge pain in the ass or a huge distraction that ends up really getting in our way because we don't slow down long enough to just take care of it when it first shows up. We do this with our health. Maybe you notice one day you're feeling a little tiny bit under the weather, but instead of slowing down and letting yourself rest for one day, you try to push through and you end up being completely unproductive all day because you can't focus And you end up feeling even worse by the end of the day because you didn't give yourself a chance to rest. And you end up feeling sick for even longer because you didn't let your body heal itself when you first recognize the symptoms. And we do this in relationships. When maybe we see something early on that's maybe a little bit of an annoyance. Maybe it's how the other person communicates or doesn't communicate. But it seems so small at the time that we just ignore it. But it doesn't actually go away like we hope it will. It actually gets worse. The longer we ignore it, the worse it gets. Or in business, when I did bookkeeping and accounting for small businesses, I saw this one a lot, especially newer small businesses and solo entrepreneurs. A lot of times, if you don't know how to do bookkeeping correctly, 
the programs can look really confusing. But a lot of new business owners skip the step of figuring out how exactly they're supposed to categorize things in their books. And so rather than slowing down and figuring out figuring out how to do it correctly from the beginning, they just keep guessing. And then come tax time, they end up having to spend a lot more money and a lot more time getting everything in the right order before they can file their taxes correctly. It's like it's like the one-touch rule. Have you heard the one-touch rule? The one-touch rule basically says if you touch something one time, do whatever you need to do with it at that time rather than setting it back down and having to come back to it to touch it again in order to do what you need to do with it. I have a really good example of this because I used to be terrible about this when it came to doing my laundry or really anything involving keeping my house picked up, but laundry was a big one. I'd pull a load out of the dryer and instead of putting it away, I'd just toss it on my bed and then walk away and leave it on my bed. Then I'd come back at bedtime and remember I never put it away. But instead of putting it away then, I would just move the pile to the top of the dresser. And then in the morning when it was in my way, I'd move it back to my bed. And I would do that over and over and over. And every single time I'd touch it, I would just waste extra time moving it somewhere else. And not only that, I'd keep adding to the pile as I do more laundry. I would have saved so much time if I had just put it away when it came out of the dryer. Not only that, but having piles of crap all over my room was subconsciously causing me so much unnecessary mental stress because as the pile would grow, it wouldn't even fit on my dresser anymore. So part of the pile would end up on the chair and part of the pile would end up on the desk and part of the pile would end up on the floor. You get the idea. But every time I'd have to move a pile, I would spend time and energy that I really shouldn't have had to spend just to avoid taking the five minutes to hang it or fold it and put it away. You guys, I am stubborn. I will literally work 20 times harder just to avoid having to do one tiny little thing that I don't want to do that might only take me three minutes. I'm working on that. So I just want to challenge you today to look at the different areas of your life and ask yourself if there are any little things that might be annoying right now but that you're trying to work around rather than dealing with. It could be your health. It could be in a relationship or maybe in your career or a business you're building. It could be in parenting. Or maybe it's even something like you're putting air in the back tire of your car every couple days because you have a leak in it somewhere when what you really need to do is figure out what's causing the leak and just get it patched. No matter what it might be for you right now, when you think of those things, ask yourself, is constantly trying to work around this thing actually causing you to have to do more work than you really need to do? And are you going to end up really hurting yourself in the long run or causing a lot of unnecessary damage to something that could be completely avoidable? And then I want you to slow down and do whatever it is you need to do to just eliminate that annoying little distraction before it turns into something much, much worse. 
Now, what if we took it a step further? Because as I kept walking, maybe half a mile later, I noticed another rock in my shoe. So I had to stop again and empty my shoe again. This time I did it as soon as I felt the rock. So it didn't hold me back quite as much. But if I notice that I keep getting rocks in my shoes as I'm walking, maybe what I really need to do is find a pair of shoes that don't let the rocks get in. Stopping every half mile to empty my shoes of rocks is definitely better than walking four miles with rocks in my shoes. But wearing a pair of shoes that don't get rocks in the first place would be even better. So while it's important to catch the little annoyances or irritations that you might be trying to work around that might be slowly hindering your growth or slightly keeping you from moving as quickly or as effectively as you can. And it's important to address those things before they become huge distractions or huge obstacles that end up completely derailing your focus. It's even better when you can put safeguards or boundaries in place to keep them from showing up in the first place, like wearing the right shoes so you don't even get the rocks, or focusing on your nutrition and your fitness and your sleep so your, so your health doesn't fall apart, or prioritizing communication in your relationships so that everything is always on the table and everyone is on the same page as far as expectations and boundaries and priorities. Sometimes we need the little inconvenience or irritation to show up so we can recognize a bigger potential problem before that shows up. And in those times, we need to first address what's right in front of us. And then once we handle the immediate problem, we need to pause and see if there's a way we can then put systems or processing or just a plan in place to keep that problem from even showing up again. And one way you can start to recognize potential distractions before they become huge problems is by spending a few minutes at the beginning and end of every day to really set your intentions and then to reflect on all the different parts of your day which is one of the very intentional ways my 30-day purpose journal can help you. The morning journaling prompts help you start your day with focus and gratitude and intentionality and purpose. And the evening prompts give you an opportunity to reflect on your day and recognize the parts of your day that helped you move forward and the parts of your day that maybe held you back. Because you can't correct what you don't take the time to recognize in the first place. This journal was created with the sole intention of helping you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And it's the very same journaling practice that I have been using for over the past year. Because once you finally reconnect with yourself, you're then able to realign with your purpose, which will then allow you to know what next steps you need to take in order to start building your actual dream life. Your purpose and your dreams, they are all inside of you. It's all a part of you. And if you really want to lean into your purpose to live a life that's fully in alignment with your purpose, 
you have to reconnect with yourself. You have to invest in the relationship you have with yourself. Because when you're disconnected from yourself, you're disconnected from your purpose. If you want to check out the journal, there's a link in the show notes. And this is a full-size journal. It's about the size of a standard notebook. I've bought journals before that are really small, and some of them are just so hard for me to write in. I wanted this to be something you actually looked forward to using every single day. And where you had more than enough space to journal about everything you wanted to journal about without having to cram it in to a tiny little space. So I made it a full-size journal. And in addition to the morning and evening journaling prompts, there's also a goal tracker, a habit tracker, a journaling exercise that's going to really reignite and reawaken those dreams that maybe you've been holding on since you were a little kid that you've forgotten about. Or it's going to help you imagine new dreams. And it's going to give you the roadmap to actually create a life that's going to put you on a path to making those dreams a reality. And there's a deep reflection exercise at the end of the month that's going to give you so much clarity on not only who you are, but whether or not you're living your life in true alignment with the version of you that you really want to be. So head over to the show notes for a link to the journal, and I'll also have links to two episodes where I talk a lot more in depth about everything that's in the journal. So if you want to do the exact same journaling practice on your own, in your own notebook, I give you just about everything from the journal in those two episodes. Like I said, all the links are in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.